This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who is somewhere off the coast of Massachusetts. Mike, how you doing? It's snow season, Steve. Snow season. Finally got our first uh, dusting of the wintertime, and that can only mean one thing. That means uh, we're, we're only maybe days, weeks away from, from Trent having some kind of massive injury. And as always... At least for the last time, regularly, we have Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? I'm doing. I'm doing very, very well, gentlemen. I am obviously very happy to be here tonight. It's the Christmas season, the Christmas spirit. It's the holidays. So I'm getting excited for that, Michael. You forget that I live in the mountains where it's been snow season for about a month and a half <laughs> That's now. That's true. Uh, and I was snowboarding yesterday and I've snowboarded weeks ago and a month ago. And so, uh, but I'm a new man now. I take it easy when I'm out there. I'm not doing anything too, too crazy. Uh, number one goal is to stay healthy uh, on the slopes and, and, and everything else that I'm doing. So I'm surviving. I'm doing well. My head's spinning a little bit from the reaction that we got from last week's or, or two weeks ago. So, uh, so I'm still kind of recovering from uh, some of the stuff that was thrown online. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the reaction that came out, uh, but just overall happy to be here, boys. So just for, if if you haven't been paying attention the past couple of weeks, Trent is, uh, he's, he's unfortunately leaving the podcast. So we'll say goodbye to him at the end. Um, he, he said he's done with it, but um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say right now that there's going to be topics that come up maybe once every three or four months where Mike and I are going to absolutely need Trent's take. So we're going to drag him kicking and screaming back on even just for a little bit to get his take when something pops up. Is that okay, Trent? Yeah, I'll have no idea. If it's like a running news thing, I may have no idea what's going on. But No, I promise you we won't contact you for that. I'm the last person that talked about that. Yeah, no, yeah, the... uh... You know the Melrose Mile uh, kicked off this weekend. Let's uh let's go to Trent to break down the you know the third and fourth place finishers. Is that horse race going on? What do we got going on here? <laughs> no, I would love that. Uh, I still love Peak Too Early. I love the two crew uh, kind of retiring just to to kind of. Uh, give it a little more time back in the day and things like that. But that doesn't mean I wouldn't very happily come back on once in a while to to talk some fun issues with the boys. So we got we got a lot to talk about today and um, got a, a lot of like classic peak too early topics to get into. And I think this is a great last episode for Trent because there's just some really classic topics in today's episode that we got to get into. But guys, I got to I got to like confess something or not confess. I just I got to talk about it because it's my latest obsession and I'm doing like all this research. I'm buying all these like weird gadgets and stuff like that. I've kind of gone down a little bit of a wormhole in um, and this is going to I don't think anybody sees this coming, but uh, like smart home automation, like st- little things that you can do to like make your home more of a smart home. And um, I'm like in the process of hooking up all my lights to Alexa and um, just slowly but surely getting rid of all light switches in my house. It's I, I don't know why 
this has been like an obsession of mine, but I think I need to talk about it. I've already done two rooms in my house and I just started doing some research on it. Like last week, I'm I'm all in on like making my house a complete and total smart home. Interesting. There was a Disney Channel original movie in like the <laughs> 90s. I think it was called Smart Home. Smart yeah. House, maybe. But... Smart House, maybe. And if I recall correctly, it's been a while since I've seen it. At some point, the house turns on you, Steve. Okay. Well, so. well, my wife is terrified of this. And she's like, you know, I'm I'm slowly putting um an Alexa in like every single room so I can I can just tell it what to do to that room. Um and she's like, she wants none, she wants nothing to do with it. I, I'm on Aaron's. I, I hate Why? this. Thing. What do I got I to hide, this. Trent? What do I got to hide? I say everything. I broadcast everything in my life on a weekly podcast, right? I, everything, like, I, I don't, what do I got to hide? What What is Alexa going to find out about me? What is the government going to find out about me that isn't already out there? That's not why I hate it. <laughs> I, I kind of agree with you. It's like, there what, nothing interesting about me anyway to figure out. What I hate is that you are making your home, like, only usable and livable by you because in these houses because i've been in these places where you go in my parents are doing this my dad is kind of obsessed with this i go in and i get yelled at for like turning a light switch on because it messes up this whole like pre-programmed things and everything like that you go into other houses where it's all set up you can't figure out things because you got to talk into a certain lexus or you got to control an iphone app like you are just I mean, it's great for you if you're the one setting it up, I guess. But as like a guest that may be entering your home, these these systems are the worst. They're so confusing. People just can't figure it out. Listen, Jen, I have I'm looking at my Christmas lights in the front lawn right now. All smart home. I have them. I have them set on a timer. But if I want to turn them off, I can just say, "Hey, Alexa, turn Christmas off." Okay. Now Christmas is over. The lights are off on the front front lawn. Um, if I want to say, "Alexa, turn my office off." Okay. See, look at that. Look at that. Like I, I, and I'm, and I'm going next level with this too. Like I have, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to start the coffee maker when I get out of bed. Not when I wake up, not when my alarm goes off, when I physically, my body leaves the bed, I want the coffee maker to go off. What, how, how does that even make sense? Do you have like a tripwire or something? I have. What's the theory um, behind that? How, how do you make that happen? So I have a I have an eight sleep. Can you system. turn your Can you turn your light back on, please? Alexa, turn my office on. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> I have an eight sleep, so like it has a sensor when you get in and out of bed. I don't. I want to go down the eight. I don't want to go down the science of the eight sleep. That will okay. be a whole other podcast. But I'm trying to set that. I'm trying to hook that up to my coffee maker, and I'm 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 gonna make it happen. So okay. someone's gonna come to your house. They're gonna want to make coffee. They have to lie into your bed and then get out of your bed in order to get the <laughs> coffee machine going on. It becomes too like focused on a certain person. I'm against all these crazy so, smart house crap. I, here's my biggest concern. You know the the smart house turning on you. Obviously, that's a joke. The government listening, like you said, that stuff. I I, I could care less about that stuff. If, if the government wants my information, they're gonna get it, and they don't need the Alexa in my house to get it. They'll they'll find it other ways. The government's already microchip you and has all your DNA. Yeah, it, it's like they've already brainwashed you. You're good, Mike. If they if they yeah, want my the crap, vaccines. they got it. We're chipped. <laughs> yeah. But here's the real concern, Steve. And this is what surprises me the most about it. There is nobody on the face of this planet who is more of a I'm going to war with Comcast guy <laughs> than I've ever met in my life. Your whole house now 
is going to be reliant on Comcast being able to make sure that your internet works. The minute you have a bad day with Comcast, it's not just going to be, I, I'm having a hard time watching the, the Red Sox team. This is going to be, I'm having a hard time living in my house. <laughs> Can you Make imagine the, point, the, the, the twist? point? If I can't turn on my lights because the internet's down, that's a problem. You're the making Twitter, <laughs> the Twitter battles that Steve's going to get in with Comcast. If he can't turn on the lights in his house, if he can't shut Christmas off, it's going to be like August. He's like, Alexa, turn Christmas off. He's just never going to be able to you turn just Christmas turned off. my front lights off, Mike, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's another problem you have here. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. Oh, man. All right. Well, I, listen, I'm not saying that it's completely thought out. I'm not saying it's a perfect system. But it's something I'm having a lot of fun with. I have I just set up the bar this this morning. I had like a, I had like you know an extra twenty minutes where like in between meetings I didn't have anything going on and I bought all this stuff for the bar and so now I have it where I can tell Alexa to uh, turn on Miller Time and everything in my bar turns on all oh, the lights, the TV, music. It's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, it, it's awesome. Have, so, have the kids have the kids caught on yet at all? <laughs> Well, this is a, this is a I mean, we're going complete tangent here. Um, but my oldest is terrified of Alexa, and every time I talk to her, he starts crying. <laughs> so <laughs> that's another problem I got to work through right now. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Yeah, it's a work in progress. So, anyways, I just I just wanted to share that. I thought, uh, you know, um, I'm I, I'm sure I'll have many hilarious uh, stories about when this backfires to to tell on the podcast. Um, but, uh, but guys, we did it. We did it. Kipchoge. He's coming to Boston, baby. We bullied, we bullied the goat into coming to Boston. I think, I think, well, I'll I'll say this. I'm not going to call him the goat until he toes that line. Cause we've been burned before. Yep, We've been burned before. And until Kipchoge is on the line and that gun's about to go off, he's not my goat. So does he have to win? Or no, he just no, has to I, I don't. I, I, I want to see like, I don't want to see like a, you know, a, a finish outside the top 10. But, you know, I don't think he needs to win it. We've always said, if you're truly the GOAT, come compete in Boston. And if he's competing in Boston, you know, I think I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. But, but to your point, we've been promised We've been promised great things before, and we've watched them crumble for us. So I think it's okay to be excited. But on Patriots Day, I need to see Kipchoge running through the streets of Boston. And I want to see a battle. Like, and and listen, like, there's no doubt about it. If Kipchoge comes to Boston and gets absolutely destroyed, you know, I mean, it's the marathon. It happens. But if he gets absolutely destroyed in Boston, you can't say that that doesn't take away from his legacy just a little bit, just a little bit, you know, like, sure. Yeah. You can do it in Berlin when, when everything's perfect, but when you come to Boston and it could be 90 degrees, it could be, you know, 35 and rainy, you know, it's a different beast here in Boston. I like that point. We don't have to define whether it's a top five finish that, that kind of puts him in the goat 
uh, com- well, puts him as the goat for the for the P2E boys. Uh, he has to obviously line up. He has to finish the race. He can't drop out, and he has to battle. He has got to, you know, if, if he's if he's in first place at mile twenty two, and he, he kind of gets caught behind behind, and doesn't have his best finish. You know, live with that or something like that. But you're right. He has to be a he has to be a true contender for the W and be going out for the win that day. Yeah, I feel like oh, this yeah. is this is setting up big time for a a uh, classic marathon jabroni to go out way too hard you know some some like two two thirty guy going out with kipchoge just to you know i I know it can happen in any marathon but for whatever reason it feels like feels like in boston there's a real good chance that some jabroni is going to go out there and try and lead kipchoge for as long as he possibly can i want cj albertson and yuki kawuchi to go toe-to-toe with kipchoge imagine Imagine that lead pack, right? Imagine like, you know, the, just the, just the, the, the mix. That's like a, that's like a mid nineties sitcom right there. CJ Albertson, you know, Kipchoge and Yuki Kawauchi right there. They, the three of them, they should have a sick, that'd be like a podcast or something together. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Well, um, are are we, I'm assuming at least you're going to be there, right, Steve? Oh, oh, I, yeah. So, um, we got to figure out a way to like be there and maybe try to do some sort of watch party. I've thrown out the idea a little bit the past couple of years and we weren't able to, we, we weren't able to pull it together this past year. Um, but maybe finding a place early on in the marathon, like within the first 10 K where we can, um, where we can set up like a tailgate and, um, have like access to the race, like easy access to the race so we can watch everybody come by, but then we can go back to our tailgate and like watch the rest on the TV. Um, and that way we can like get in and out easy. That's kind of my goal scenario. So I'm trying to let, I need to dive into this and do some research and figure out the best place to go, but I would love to do something like that. Yeah. We, we lost our, our usual spot, Chris, Chris but, moved. But yeah, but, but as, as awesome of a spot that is, that's a big commitment of like going into Boston. You can't really do the tailgate setup. Like True. I want, like I want a full like Pat's game tailgate for the Boston marathon. And so I think you need to do, you definitely need to do that earlier on the race if you're going to make it happen. But I want to find the perfect spot to do that. You know what I mean? Yep. That that, that works for me. So let me, uh, let me do some brainstorming. I would love to get out there. I'd love to see the goat in person. Um, so we'll, we'll figure something out. Trent, assuming you 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 will not be there, uh, it's not likely. But you never know. You never you know never where know. I'll be these days. It's true. So it's uh, if uh, the world takes me to Boston, and if Kipchoge is going to be there, I'm about as like sure that I'll be there as Kipchoge as I am that Kipchoge is going to be there. It's it's a maybe <laughs> okay. at this point. It's just kind of we'll see how I feel. We'll see how the schedule lays out. Uh, we'll see how it goes. So I, I let off Kipchoge with Kipchoge just to make sure that the. Um, the Shelby haters didn't turn off the podcast within the first 15 minutes. So <laughs> I wanted to mix it up a little bit because, uh, cause we got a lot of hate for our, uh, for our podcast and a lot of love too for our podcast last week. It came out. Um, I'm proud of it. I think we did a good job. There was a lot of softballs in there, but I mean, like we were never going to be the people that were going to be <laughs> like super <laughs> critical. Like we're like, that's not what this podcast is. We, from the second that news came out, we've kind of been on our side and throughout the process of being on our side. So like we've been honest about where we've been at 
the entire way. It wasn't like we had this guest and we're just going to, you know, kiss their ass the entire time. This is, this is our stance on it. And so, you know, I, I, if, if people didn't think we were hard enough on her, I don't know what to tell you. You probably haven't been listening to us uh, that much or, 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 you know, really know what we're, we're about here, but I'm proud of what we did. I think it was a fun interview and I hope that I don't think we were out to necessarily change anybody's mind, but you know, I hope that people kind of maybe saw it in a different light if you felt a, a, a felt in a different way before. And yeah, and you know, and I think I I we talked about it on last episode. You know, I don't really care for I like like we're not we're not necessarily in this to be the biggest most popular running podcast in the world. We're in this to find like our community and find like our our team of two crew here and. uh and, you know, we're, we're going to cater to those people, not necessarily the masses. So if you were offended by it, if you didn't like it, I don't care. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's just like. I had a hard time not laughing at a lot of the comments because there's just people taking themselves way too seriously. And I just I just can't do it. Like, I'm never going to be like that. I'm going to sit here and have like this heavy hearted debate where we're like, it's just like. I don't come on this podcast every week or every two weeks or whatever to do that. Like I, I'm a, I'm here to have fun. And the difference is I truly do believe Shelby and I stand by everything we said, but let me just make something abundantly clear. Even if I didn't believe Shelby, we're Shelby people and we stand by our people. And when you come on this podcast, you become one of our people most of the time with a couple exceptions. <laughs> So I'm going to stand by my people. So it's like, you can say whatever you want in the world to me. Shelby's my girl. Like Shelby is too crew. I'm a defender. And I, I, I think I could make logical and good sound arguments, but most of the time I'm just going to come back with you, like with silly, goofy comments, because I, I just, I, I don't have the energy to take myself as seriously as some people, some of these people are taking themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it, Mike. First off, I thought we were very authentic to ourselves of who we are and, and our takes on Shelby uh, since the news broke, you know, a couple of years ago. Second of all, the people that are like hitting uh, hitting us up on Instagram and Twitter and whatever, it's it's not the people that like think that Shelby, you know, is guilty. Like you can have that thought and still like like post a thoughtful comment or, or not take yourself too seriously and think of it differently. But like you said, Mike, like people get all sorts of pissed off, pretend like they know everything in the world about a situation. I can't believe people are creating burner accounts to come like debate with us. That's like, that's insane. I mean, come that on. Is, you have to be the biggest loser in the world to have a burner account to debate running topics with a running podcast about a podcast that isn't even out yet. You have to be the biggest fucking loser in the world to do that. I, I couldn't believe that somebody had created that account just to like, to, to be posting with us. That That's insane. Uh, yeah. People, people were just making nonsensical statements. I get why celebrities now like don't read their replies and stuff. And we'll just be like, I can't deal with it because people are just on here saying all sorts of stuff that isn't really relevant to, you know, the reason why the interview came out, the reason why we did it, uh, to, to things that Shelby was saying in the little clips that Steve was posting. Uh, I, I guess it's just like, it's just the worst part of social media that you see uh, getting get get all fired up about our Shelby interview. It, like, we didn't 
interview a terrorist here, folks. It wasn't like it wasn't like we're like, all right, come come watch uh, the the peak too early podcast this week featuring Kanye West. Like we were, we had uh, we're interviewing uh, an athlete that's an serving athlete. a suspension. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like what what are we doing here, folks? Uh, anyways, uh, you know, I don't. I I think we've made our point, and you know, everyone's uh, and please, like we said in the. You, you you're either uh you're either with us or against this point and it is what it is you know in, in my my line of work we say you can you can please some of the people some of the time and uh that's how i feel and please you know take this moment right now to go offset one of the negative reviews on spotify um and apple podcasts just go in both those platforms ah shit am i frozen ah you're rolling no you're good Oh, okay. It's Alexis, man. Alexis is yeah. messing with you. She thought you <laughs> Killing me. heard her name. Um, and She's not a Shelby fan. She's like, you gotta shut this down. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So weird. Um, take this moment to go offset one of the negative reviews that we got on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Go in there, give us a five star review. Um, and yeah, you know, take back take back the two crew from the losers. Um Trent, you had a a story about how so Trent's uh, parting gift to us was he was able to get us Shelby for an interview. You had a story about how you were able to secure that interview. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not too crazy, but it, it made me laugh, and it was something I couldn't share with you guys till after the interview actually happened, uh, because if it didn't happen, you guys would be uh, pretty pissed off at me. So Shelby, as you guys, as the listeners know, uh, is someone that you know he's supportive of. We wanted to get on the podcast a long time back in May. I sent her a DM after a podcast one night and we had a couple beers and we started just getting all fired up about how just BS it was that we weren't being able to watch Shelby race. And we just felt like she was being super mistreated. So I wrote her this like very well thought out multi-paragraph Instagram DM. Uh, and she got back to me the next day and was just super appreciative of the support um, and, and just really appreciate it. But we didn't want to like, you know, go, go too hard too quickly to try and get her on the pod. So, so months later, that was in May months later in August, I reached out to her again, with like another kind of thoughtful thing. Like, Hey, just, just was thinking if you ever wanted to like, come on the pod, uh, tell your story, we're going to keep it pretty light. You know, we're huge supporters of you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, and she, she got back to me two days later in August and was like, I'm in. Tell me the time and the day. Count me in. And I missed it. I just didn't see. Oh no! So we were the second. We were the second podcast. We were the second podcast. You telling me we could have been the first? I I went on and I checked it like the oh, day no. after. I checked it like two Check days after. Done. I want you off the podcast. I want you off the podcast. <laughs> Get the fuck off the podcast. You're fired. You're fired. Oh You're fired. <laughs> yeah. I, I checked it like two days later <laughs> in the crazy. morning and I didn't see it. She hadn't got back yet. And then that was when I kind of took my hiatus from the pod and like wasn't on. And you guys know I'm like a social media just, you know, especially if I <laughs> wasn't doing any like peak too early <laughs> stuff. I kind of just closed out the world. And then I logged on November 11th. <laughs> so <laughs> over two months I just ghosted Shelby oh for two plus months, two and a half months. And I was like super apologetic. Asked her if there's any way we can make it happen. She took longer to get back this time. She took like three days. 
uh, but but she said she was in. So thank God she still did it. And I can tell you the story. When I saw that I missed it, I was just like, if these boys find out about it and we don't get a Shelby interview, I'm screwed. We didn't get the first, so I already made a huge mistake on it. But uh, oh my god! But yeah, that's that oh was god. that was where we're at. Uh, so right. so that's first incredible. of all, thank thank God for Shelby actually coming on after me ignoring her for two plus months. <laughs> uh but second of off yes i apologize to both of you and everyone for not being the first to deliver uh, a shelby pod interview because of my own uh social media <laughs> hermit well you know i like hey, listen I, it's probably good that we weren't the first because um if we were the first we probably would have been we would have needed to be more um big j journalistic about it because there was all, all there was the 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 hardcore interview was already out there. The hard hitting questions were out there. We were able to be more playful and and lighthearted about it. So it's probably for the best. <laughs> I think it's for the best. Thanks for thanks for looking at it from a nice positive standpoint so quickly. I didn't. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily believe that it's for the best that we didn't go first, but I appreciate the positive spin on it. <laughs> if you uh, if if we never end up getting that interview, do you take that to the grave with you? Not to the grave, but for a long time. Oh, that's like a that's like an in-person admission when I'm with you guys and like we decided to go to a Pats game somewhere next year or something like that. I, I would share the story, but it would <laughs> that's it like would a, that's like a five a years from now. We're at a sports book, we hit a massive bet. And yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. hey guys, I had Shelby Houlihan at the height of the, the controversy. <laughs> we were the first to it, and I missed it. So uh, and then I'll be like Oh, it's okay. The Pats just, you know, won us a big bet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's incredible. That is the, the most the... Trent story of all time. <laughs> the feeling when you, like, go on, you're looking through. Because the other problem is I have these dumb, like, not dumb, but I have these friends in these groups that have these these group messages that are always firing off. So she gets pushed down below, like, two or three. So she's not even the top one because of the active, like, high school friend Instagram things. But yeah, when I saw her name and there was a new message and my heart just stopped, I was like, God, we can. But <laughs> here we are. Here we are today. Post here we here, are. So we got through. All right. All right. Well, it's a it's a it's a classic story. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um uh two weeks ago, I was at uh the running event down in Austin, Texas. And uh it was it was quite the I was only there for I was only there for a couple days, but um Got to see a lot of friends of the program. Uh, anybody else that was was down there? I'm, it was it was a great it was a great week. I'm glad I, I got the chance to go down there, say hi to everybody. I got to go for a run with uh, uh, Sydney Getabudi, Getabudi and uh, Frank Lara one morning. Um, ran into our friends uh, Ollie and Morgan. Uh, got to meet a friend of a fellow podcaster, uh, super hot Aaron Potts. Uh, we're gonna yeah. have have him on the podcast sometime soon, uh, but it was just a it was a really cool week. The they had the the um, the sound running uh, cross country meet team cross country meet the day I was leaving, and I was really kicking myself I didn't plan it better because that would have been an awesome race to go to. Uh, the on team won that. It was just looked like a really like classic cross team cross country race really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really upset. I didn't make it to that, but all the pros were in town for that. So that's why I got to, to see everybody really cool week down there. Um, 
one of these years, Mike, we got to get you down there. I think it would be a, a fun week. I got a lot of work stuff to do, but it's one of those places where you can kind of just bump in anybody, go for a run with anybody, have a beer with, with anybody in the running industry. It's, it's a pretty cool week. And like, so is it just that race? They did a cross country meet or is there other races and stuff going on? So it, it's, it's an industry event. So it's like all the brands meet at this conference and it's a chance for stores around the country to come and meet with all the brands in one place. They do their buying. A lot of them do their buying for the year. They see like new product. They get an idea for, you know, some smaller brands, accessory brands, junk science stuff. So Trent, you would love that part of it. And you can just kind of get an idea of like what the store should be carrying for that year. This is the first year that they've tied in a pro race. And so it was genius because you have a bunch of people in Austin that would care about this sort of thing. So sound runner just flew everybody into Austin and we're like, we're gonna have a cross country meet here. And it was great. It was cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I, makes sense. How do they score the cross country meet? Is it tie? I'm sorry. How would they score the cross country meet if there was a tie? Oh, I think it's the, it goes to the six man. Oh, all right. Well, then I'll I don't know. I have, I'll be there. So, so Sound Runner is um is friend of the program Jesse Williams Company. So we should actually ask him that. I think that would be. I'll we should shoot him a message and and ask him how they would uh, handle a tie. This is a situation where we only disclose it if it supports our yeah, yeah. our <laughs> argument on this. If the six man decides it, yeah. So uh, cool week down there. I uh, just kind of wanted to give a, a shout out to 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 TRE and everybody that I got to to see down there. And I'm and I and I I'm serious. We're gonna have we're gonna do a um Mike, we're gonna do a two black runner peak too early collab sometime in the not too distant future. It's really cool. That is uh, a long time coming. Very long time coming. I don't know why we haven't done something with those guys yet. We've done like a lot of stuff with Instagram and they've we've done lives with them, but we've never done a podcast with them. And that's what I was saying. I was like, dude, I can't believe we've never done anything. And he's like, we're in January. We're, we're going to do something. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, okay. And any other, any other week, this would be like top of the podcast lead story, but it's just been such an eventful a uh, couple weeks and we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot going on, but we need to talk about this David Rhodesia plane crash. So uh, David Rhodesia, he's still the world record holder in the 800 meters, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So the world record holder in the 800 meters from Kenya was involved in a plane crash. So it was like a, it was a, you know, a small plane, puddle jumper, propeller plane, plane crash. And um, he survived. Everybody on the plane survived. But the best part was after the plane crash, he took a picture wearing a cape next to the plane. Just like the most badass picture I've ever seen in my life. Um, but just wild. <laughs> David Rhodesia looks like a guy that you do not mess with, especially now that he's I mean, he's always been a big, he's always been a, a really big guy, especially, you know, compared to distance runners. But now that he's not running and he's got a little meat on his bone, he looks like a pretty intimidating fella. How many people in the world can say, I'm so badass that I survived a plane crash? I mean, that's as bad, that's as badass. When you bring up the story, Steve, because I, I hadn't seen the news, you bring it up and it's like, 
dude, Steve, this is going to be, this is some heavy stuff. We we're just talking about how we're the fun love and, you know, pod. And, and I wish I'd known about this because I'm a little, I'm a little, you know, nervous to talk about something so serious or, or everybody is in a plane crash, but my God, this guy Mike's just bring up the picture now. You see that? What I mean, a badass! <laughs> I mean, try. I you needed to see that picture. I mean, that is it is an unbelievable picture. The plane is upside down. This wasn't like I thought. Okay, when he survived, maybe the plane slides off the runway and kind of just like runs into a tree after going pretty slow. This plane is literally upside down. The the best part about this picture is. Yeah, you get the plane upside down. It's like mauled. He's standing there. He's got the flag around him. But if you look at his pants, his pants are like just yeah. like dirty. And that that is the only sign that he was in any kind of no scratches, no blood. He's just got like a little bit of dirt on his pants. And like that's all that's all that the plane could get him. Just just make his pants dirty. Everything else, he's just like looks as clean as he put his white t-shirt is as crisp and clean as possible yeah. i mean this guy he he looks like a damn superhero he looks like he took down that plane himself this is a um this is essentially one of those chuck norris memes where it's like uh david rodiza david rodiza doesn't survive a plane crash the plane crash survives david rodiza yes <laughs> <laughs> i i was i was thinking just that i'd be willing to bet that nobody on that plane survives if David wasn't on it. Like that is the only reason that there are any survivors whatsoever. I'm sure of it. So I have a take. We have said on this podcast, I have said on this podcast many times that his world record will be broken. It'll probably be broken relatively soon. I think we've done it many times that Donovan Brazier is going to break this world record. After seeing that picture, I don't think anybody's ever breaking that world record. He, th- this is a special man, and clearly, to break that world record, you got to be a certain kind of special. I'm not saying these guys aren't special, but I used to think that 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 record was attainable. I no longer think it's attainable. He has changed my mind on that. G- give all the super shoes in the world you want, but this man comes out of a plane crash. Where the where he looks a thousand times better than the plane does. All these guys <laughs> a little dirt on his pants. Donovan Brazier, you're afraid to race Bryce Hopple. Yeah, you think yeah, you're no ever going to take down David Ortiz's world record? Not a yeah, chance. There's a little bit of disconnect there. Not a chance. Speaking of Donovan Brazier, did you did you know his his brother is a professional poker player? No, nope. I follow him on Instagram. Let me see here if I can pull him up. But I forgot that I, I forgot that I I followed him. I can't. I don't forget his name. I'll I'll find it here. I forgot that I um I followed him because Donovan Brazier was at like a major poker tournament and he was like taking pictures. I was like, why the heck is he there? And he kept tagging this person. And it turned out it was his brother. And I followed him and I forgot about it. And every once have, in a while, we should have him on the podcast. Well, I know that's what I was thinking. Every once in a while, something pops up in my stories where he's at a major poker tournament or he's cashing out, you know, a, a big payday at the poker table. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Donovan Brazier's brother is a professional gambler. Pretty cool. Let me see if I can pull it up. What's his name? Being a professional poker player 
is is one of the absolute all-time best jobs ever. I think when you're younger, I guarantee all of us want to be a professional athlete on this pod right now. You're like, oh, I want to play this sport. I want to play that sport. There's a couple other jobs that are kind of like the dream jobs. The beauty about the poker player is as a as a man in my 30s now, it's like still a job you can dream of. You can, you can, I'm not gonna wake up one day and say, Oh, it's, I can be a professional runner. I, I can be a professional basketball player. That that ship has sailed. But the poker player, there's just a little bit in all of us that thinks, you know what? If I if I get lucky and at night and I can kind of kind of figure this out a little bit more, that could be me uh, at the final table. So to be a professional poker player, do I need to like what what is the qualification for for saying that? Do I need to like Sell make everything a... you own, put together a bankroll, and move to Vegas and that's, become a professional poker player? That, exactly, that's my point. It's like to become a professional baseball player. Like I need to to like achieve some level of skill and like get chosen amongst millions of people to be a professional poker player. I can just like go play poker right i don't need to like make the i don't need to go win the world series of poker i can just yeah go go sell everything and and try and make it i mean that's again that's one of the beauties of it like all of us we could we could tomorrow we could decide to just just go all in and and achieve our dreams here that's true i guess it's not completely unique you could be like a professional musician if you just like if Somebody's your job got... is just to like play music at the the local bar. It doesn't mean you have to be like a superstar. You're just a professional musician who just your job is to play at the local bar. You got to get paid for that gig, though. You have to be good enough that the the well, bar is going to pay for it. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's true. You could never get paid a day in your life and pe- te- technically be a professional poker player. You could lose so... every single time and still be a professional <laughs> poker player. So I think I think technically. Um, to be considered a professional at something, you need to um, not uh, not lose money on the endeavor three years in a row. So when you claim it on your taxes, and I know this because I used to do this for running, um, as long as you have one prize, right? So you go to a local road race, you win a hundred bucks, you can then claim, and this is before I started working for a running shoe company. You can then claim everything that you buy for running that year. Shoes, entry fees, watches, everything that goes into, into running, you can claim it. And you can take a loss on that for two years. If you take a loss on it a third year in a row, then it becomes deemed a hobby, not a profession or a you know, a, a part-time job. So what I would do, I did this for like, I don't know, five years or whatever. You, you, you take a loss two years in a row and you can claim it. And then the third year, whatever prize you want, if you want 25 bucks at your local Turkey trot, be like, I made $25 profit this year. And then it renews and it's no longer a hobby. Does that make sense? Yes. I think so. This is incredible. Yeah. This is a, a pro tip for all the, uh, for all the, for all the uh, the the weekend warriors are out there that are still trying to make this happen, I used to claim I used to claim myself as like a part time professional runner in my like mid twenties. Are, are we getting the two crew into IRS trouble right now? Steve, no, or? this was all legal. Okay. I I had I had a, a guy I was working with. He was in and the reason I found out about it is because he was a big time golfer, and he's like, yeah, every every third year, I magically turn a profit with my gambling, and I'm a pro. I'm a you know technically a, a pro golfer in the eyes of the my taxes wow 
Yeah. I'm I'm amazed right now that that you're giving us this this advice and that first off you haven't shared with us before. Because well, I mean it's been this a long the... time since I've even like thought of myself as like somebody that could do this, but but could you could you claim to be professional like sports better, right? If you if you win once and then all your losses well, is that yes, but then you then you put yourself in a little bit of a dangerous territory where I think that they might be looking to dig a little deeper into gambling losses. You're putting yourself at risk for uh, for being audited, I think, if you put down professional gambler. Like, you should be claiming big wins and big losses. Actually, you should be claiming all your losses. Um, but you should be claiming big wins. But my, uh, I'm going to put this one out there. But, um, you know, when I would... When I would, when I was being babysat by my grandfather at the dog track, he used to collect losing tickets off the ground so he could claim them. <laughs> I mean, that that's a pro move right there. Yeah, so that's a pro yeah. move. <laughs> We're going in a lot of different tangents here, but his name is Dominic Brazier, and he, I think, he finished fifth. In, at the World Series of Poker, this this most recent World Series of Poker, I think he finished fifth. I think he walked away with like almost a half a million dollars. Donovan and Dominic, that's that's tough. So we should get him on. <laughs> we should definitely get him on. We gotten stood up by by uh, by Donovan enough. Enough. Let's get Dominic on. Um, but yeah, where was I going with that? Uh, no idea. I don't where do we start? But... Oh, we're talking David Odisha. Yeah, David Odisha. And we and we ended up in the in in tax fraud. But yeah. actually, if I that if you if you are like a weekend warrior and good enough to to win a win a like one prize a year, even if it's a gift certificate to Chili's, um, you should be claiming you're running on your taxes. And I stopped because I work for a running shoe company and I, you know, get my shoes for free now, but you should be claiming it. It's, it's People hard. spend a lot of money running shoes, running think shorts, about, think, running singlets, running watch. Think well, you know, if you if you went to Indy and you you could claim your flight, yeah. you could claim your entry, you could claim your Airbnb, you could claim um, damaged couches, you could you could, <laughs> you could claim uh, Saint Elmo's, you could claim Saint Elmo's, you could claim you could claim your entire trip if you wanted to. Wow, amazing. Uh, where are you guys at with the damaged couch? Let's not talk about it on the podcast, but uh, I haven't heard anything back recently. So we're uh, is that um, a good just, thing? I think it's a good thing. Um, let's just let's just knock on wood. So yeah. just a general uh, question though. So you we haven't a- talked about it on the podcast, so I don't know if we should <laughs> go ahead, Trent. Go you, ahead. you got a five star review, I believe, because I remember you sent oh. it right away. Can that be reversed? Like, can they change no. that after the fact? No. Just like my five-star review can't be reversed. Uh, Okay. So, I mean, people have no fucking clue what we're talking about. (laughs) But (laughs) let's just put it this way. There's an issue over the condition of the couch um, in our Airbnb (laughs) at Indy. And they're they're trying to charge us a ridiculous amount of money. A ridiculous amount of money for this couch that was garbage when we got there and we're in the process of fighting it so much like uh much like uh some topics earlier this year, we, we probably shouldn't dive into this until it's uh until this it's- is crazy we how do we always find ourselves in legal <laughs> battles that we can't talk about on the podcast 
<laughs> one day, one day we're just gonna have. Remember to... that time we were getting sued for like sixty thousand dollars? <laughs> Can we just talk about it since Trent's leaving? Fuck, I don't care. I mean, let's just talk about it. I mean, we have so much to talk about in this episode, but we're there. Might as well. We were getting sued for copyright. <laughs> for copyright, for like they were trying to, they were trying to. I think it was upwards of sixty thousand dollars, or no, it was ninety thousand dollars, right? It was. It was. Yeah. so much money. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it was so it was much tens money. of thousands of i still i actually have been afraid to delete it out of like bad karma but i have like a bookmark folder on my main tab here that just says attorneys and it's like a list of attorneys of like who we need to call when the time comes uh of only, and, I, and i won't delete it yet because it just feels like it would be bad karma to kind of get rid of all that research we did about copyright attorneys that could represent us i mean it's, yeah, we did a lot of research. We called, we had like phone calls with attorneys. We were having conference calls like every other night over this stuff for like months. It was pretty it, stressful. It was very stressful. We can't afford tens of thousands of, of dollars on this. But they, and the whole thing, the whole they, thing was it, crazy. It was they crazy. wanted us to settle for a more reasonable amount. But we believed we didn't do anything. So we told them to go fuck we themselves. Didn't and so we anything. put ourselves, we, we we essentially told them to go fuck themselves. And we put ourselves in a situation where we could have potentially gotten sued. But you should I mean, probably say we did. I, we It was from a picture we posted on let's our Let's not, blog. no, no, no. Let's not talk about what we did. Okay. Let's we not didn't talk do anything. It. We allegedly did stuff. We did allegedly. not do anything. Let's not talk about what we were accused of because it, let's just, just know it's bullshit. And these people are preying on, on, um, upstart blogs um but that's when we changed the name of our podcast for a little bit to, to try and get them off our, to try and get them off our tail um hey i'm just gonna say it worked the whole, so. so for everybody yeah. that had no clue why we did the the whereabouts failure thing it was because of that Man. which Remember that? imagine that they've been, like imagine they've been listening to this for like six months just waiting for us to to waiting to crack. get a clip to use in court. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, uh, all right. Next topic. Let's move on here. Next topic. Um, I'm pretty sure that wasn't on the agenda tonight. So we'll see where we go not. from here. <laughs> Next topic. Um, so the the they they did the uh the Honolulu mile, and I think we always kind of mention this, but um this looks like the greatest perk of being a pro runner of all time. And it's around this time. Well, it is this time every single year. It's early December where you see all the Instagram pictures pop up of all the pro runners that run the 1500 meters, 800 mile, just they're in Hawaii partying together and they're running this race. And it looks like the greatest perk, like I said, of being a pro runner that there is. I mean, uh, let's see who, who was there. Our, our boy, Sam Prakel was there, uh, Hobbs Kessler, um, uh, Craig was there, Drew Hunter, Mason Furlick, uh, Centro, Eric Avila, uh, Nikki Hiltz, Sage Herda. I mean, you can go down the line of like all these pros there. And it's just like, they go there, they race a mile and then they all just hang out on the beaches of Hawaii for the week. And it, and, and it's just like, if I was, if I was kind of on the tail end of my career and I was just like, ah, I think I might hang it up. I might grind it out for an extra couple months just to get this trip to Honolulu to run this race. I mean, and it's not like you're flying out there to do a marathon. No, you go out there. That's my point. Yeah, you go out there, race for four 
four or five minutes. Call it a day. Let's go get some Mai Tais on the beach. Yeah, it looks it looks amazing. So You look at a guy like Craig who kind of flirted with retirement, right, recently. Now he's come back. I don't think he's really found his, his peak form again. Um, but you, you think, okay, should Craig keep going or not, right? Does he have the love of doing it? It doesn't matter if he loves to do it or not. If somebody's going to fly him out to Hawaii to run very fast, maybe not like – his peak performances in his career, but to still run very fast. And then he gets to hang out in Hawaii. Why would you hang it up? Yeah. So, I mean, put that on the bucket list of, uh, of races when I'm, when I'm, uh, when I'm rich one day and I'm doing this podcasting thing full time, we'll go out to Honolulu and spectate and commentate, not run, not run. We've made that mistake in Atlanta, uh, spectate right. and commentate, with a uh, with a fruity drink in hand, um, the Honolulu Mile one of these years. So sounds good to me. Last uh, topic, a lot going on in the running world, but I just want to touch on one last topic. We had the USATF cross country this past week, uh, and uh, Cole Hawker got the win. And this happens, I think every I'd say every other year where you know the. USATF cross country is kind of meant it's meant for the the grinders of the world. It's meant for maybe the 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 people that are flirting with being a pro, just kind of, you know, just below that level to get out there and kind of have a moment of glory. But every once in a while, you get a pro go out there and just smash it. And, you know, I think Cole Harker's had a little bit of a tough go of it the past, I'd say, past year. Um, and I think that he's looking at this as kind of the get right game, go out there, smash a cross country meet, get a USATF title, and then focus on the, the, the next track season. So does that mean you like him now? No. Okay. I just, yeah, just, just my, it sounded like a pretty good compliment. Yeah, it sounded that's like what I'm saying. Was, like, it sounded like you were coming around a little bit. I was well, getting, I was getting like coming around coming around on him vibes uh, no no just just reporting the news here we we've always supported runners that hop on a cross-country line right yeah, love but to i guess see i guess that that kind of goes runners. like it's just like hey you know the the top tier pros leave this for the rest of us right this is this should have been a moment of gro- glory for uh the morgan pearsons of the world right a guy who isn't at that level but is still grinding it out as a pro, making the switch to triathlon to try and make the Olympics. This isn't for the Cole Hawkers of the world. This isn't for you. No, screw yeah. that, dude. And if we can get the best runners on cross-country courses, that's what exactly. we want. Exactly. I, we want to yeah. see more of these guys coming out there. We want to make cross-country bigger in the professional scene. Yeah, I, I want, I want, I'm Cole. We don't Cole's have to be just Cole paving, Hawker fans He's just yet, paving but. the way for, you know, for changing the sport steve yeah mike did you when did you go out to usatf cross yeah i was just thinking about that that, that must have been is that close to like been, three four years ago something like that when i had we had magnets <laughs> made up and i was walking through the parking lot sticking that was our... too early magnets <laughs> on people's cars that was our original marketing campaign was magnets on cars i was we just made walking up, through... I, made up, I made up hundreds of uh 
of peak to early magnets. And at every road race, I was just sticking them on cars. And I sent Mike out to USATF cross country with about a hundred magnets. And I was like, just stick these on cars. Yeah. Me and my wife in the pouring rain, we're just walking through, <laughs> just littering cars with these magnets. I'd like Cole to think... didn't run that year. I don't think, I think, uh, no, the big names no. sat out on that one. I'd like to think that somewhere out there, there's someone listening to this podcast. who's like, Oh yeah. That's how I that's how I got introduced. If you magnet. discovered this podcast through a magnet on our car on your car, please let us know. Yeah. I'll send you a t shirt. I'm surprised we didn't get sued for that or I didn't get like arrested and had to <laughs> pay bail or something. Um all right. Well, anybody got anything else before we kind of wrap up here? I think that's it. I think that's it. Um Anything uh, I'll say I am heading out to I'm going to run. I'm going to jump in the BU mini meet uh, 3K this weekend. You're going to run it. Yeah. That's let's set a line. What do you think my line should be? What are you running? I'm running the 3K. The 3K. What 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 is, what is your training regimen looks like since the marathon? Not much. Hardly anything. Okay. I did some hills this week, but that's it. I didn't run. I haven't run like two days in a row though. <laughs> um, man, the three K is such. An, this is this is like three K is a wild card, right? I'm, I'm going back to like, like college college times, days, right? Yeah. What's a good time? What's not a <laughs> so good like, time? Let's say ten minutes would be a little. A ten minutes is like five twenty eight pace. I mean, what I think I think the line should be under ten, right, Mike? I think between nine and ten, just to just as so I get us started here. I don't know if it should be under ten is pretty fast. What the Steve fuck ran- are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, under ten. Did you run fast. like a fairly like fast five k somewhat recently? Uh, yeah, like five thirty five pace. I don't right. Know. So if you ran five thirty five pace on a five k, I think you can probably dip below five thirty pace. It's on a 3K. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, I think my fitness is on a track at BU. I just just don't think my legs can go faster than that. I haven't done any speed work. I haven't done any speed work in years. I haven't stepped on a track. I haven't run anything shorter than a 5K in five years. Five years. I haven't stepped on a track. I think under 10 is pretty fast. I mean, 9.58 should be the line. That's two seconds under ten. What do you mean? It should have been. <laughs> so I think we, I think we need 10? to be like. I think that's pretty fast. Maybe ten's the line then. Maybe let's that's, call it ten. Ten ten. We figured out ten ten. How about ten ten? What do I get if I go into ten ten? Um, let's make it. Here's the thing. Let's make it. Let's make it a little bit more. Let's make it a little bit more aggressive. Let's just make it 10 flat. 10 flat. I'll seed myself at like, I'll seed myself at 10. I have no clue. No clue. I'll seed myself at 10. If I go under 10, what do I get? And if I go, if I go over 10, what do you get? You want let's, let's make it juicy. Here. Let's make it juicy. What do I It's this weekend? It's Saturday. Saturday. And I, I just been I've been drinking and eating and not really running nonstop since Indy. <laughs> All right, something at Christmas. If uh Yeah, I like it. What what will we do? What do we do? Oh Steve's gotta run like a ten mile run on Christmas or something. 
He's no, got to run a half that, marathon. Because that means I get, I have to do that. <laughs> the opposite. I don't want to do that. Let's do this. I got one. You have to. I got it. I got it. So when we have our annual Christmas gender family ping pong tournament. Okay. You, I, I get to, we get to pick the match where you have to throw five points. Whoa. Like I Say like, like you make I, if I if I but I'm 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 gonna make it less generous. Give me give me give me ten ten because that's a big that's a big that's a big okay. penalty. Give me ten ten. All right. If I break ten ten, I get to I before it, it has to be before the match starts. So say you make it to like the semifinals of the Jenner Family Ping Pong Tournament. I say Mike, first five points serve into the net or serve off the table. So it's not even the it's not even like I handicap them. I actually have to lose the on I think purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't tell anybody why you're doing it. Just give up five points. Well, you don't think they're listening? Half I was going to say, how many genders right are listening to the podcast right now? It's been a long. I think podcast. that they I think that's a pretty. I think it's a pretty good penalty. It is a good penalty because right, because the Jenner family ping pong tournament means a lot. Yep. All right. Deal. All right. What did I just get myself into? Um. Okay. I'm betting on Steve. I think he goes under 10 10. I, I hope so. To, I, I hope so too. I hope so too. I hope so. Man, I don't know what I just got myself into. Steve, um, Steve are you signing up for that stupid uh, 26 lap <laughs> marathon in a couple weeks? Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so here's it. I, that could be another one. If you don't go to uh, here's you know, the 10, thing, 10, you got to do that marathon. Oh, we're going to get into this one. Here's the thing, boys. So I haven't been running a lot, but every time I do go for a run, my watch tells me I'm in sub three hour marathon shape. And every single time I see that, I go, God damn it. I'm wasting this fitness. I just have to find a marathon and do this. And so I've been looking for marathons and there's not a lot of marathons in the winter. There's hardly any. And I was looking for like easy, like like even marathons where I could fly in the morning of run and fly home that night. And so I was looking for like easy marathons to find, to run or just to accessible to do that were flat, fast and cold. I want it to be cold. And I found this one at, it's like on Ohio state's campus and it's a mile loop and you just do 26.2 miles on a one mile loop. And I was just like, maybe that's the one, maybe I just fly out to Ohio I run this and I fly home and get my time. And if it's not working, if I'm if I'm off at like the half marathon, I just stop and I get in my car and I go and I go to the airport and go home. So are you doing it? I might. Isn't it in like a month or two? Uh I think it's the first week of February. The right. first I think it's like February fourth or something like that. That feels like the perfect amount of time to kind of get yourself back into uh Yeah, I feel like I can polish myself up in in about a month and a half. What are you going to do if the Patriots are in the Super Bowl that weekend? Then well, no, the Super Bowl got pushed back a week, Mike. Oh, okay. That's Super right. Bowl, That's second right. weekend in February now. Yeah, 17 so games 18 now. Weeks. 18 weeks, yeah. Okay. 
I don't like that that Steve's watch is telling him what kind of shape he's in. This is kind of like this whole Alexis life going yeah. on right now. Well, I'm not yeah, sure I'm I would fully, trust the watch. I'm a fully automated guy now. I'm a fully I'm I'm just leaning into the electronics. My my overlord Jeff Bezos is telling me what my marathon time is. <laughs> oh, let me let me see. Let me pull let me see what my watch is telling me I can run right now. I, uh, I bet I bet Jeff but, Bezos is is running this merit or is is owns the marathon and is profiting from this by Probably. like putting these messages out. Do, does your watch factor in the amount of Guinness that's been no, drank? Or, no, okay. no. So my watch is telling me right now. So it says, it says race predictor 5k, which it says I can run a 1703 5k, which I think is, is pretty accurate. It says I can do a 35, 33, 10k, which it feels about right. It says I could do a 78 minute half. It feels about right. And it tells me I can do a 253 marathon. Okay, well then, what there did, it is. What does it tell you about a three k? Do you even need to run uh, the marathon at this point? Can you just tell people you can run a two fifty three marathon? Call well, that's day? what I mean. Can I just say, um, I, 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 I ran a. <laughs> my watch tells me I, I can run a two fifty three marathon. Do I? Can I? Can I just say that at age thirty five I ran a two fifty three marathon? Can I just be done with this? I like think it, if you word it correctly, if you say, yeah. I wouldn't say I ran one. I would say I'm a two fifty three marathoner. That's what I would say. Trent, Trent, can you go back to the tab with your lawyers and can we hire one to draft a letter to say that I'm a 253 marathoner right now? I got, I got a whole list of them here. I can check the spreadsheet, the notes on each one. The co- It's going to cost you about $1,000 an hour to have them drafted up, but it'd be worth it, I think. <laughs> Might be worth it. It's cheaper than my trip to Indy. Cheaper than a couch in Indy. Let me tell you that much. That's, that's right. That's another <laughs> reason why we might need the lawyers to have back up. Yeah. Yeah. Save that tab, Trent. Don't get rid of it. <laughs> Trent, Trent, we're going to miss you. We're going to miss you. Like I said, uh, I'm not letting you retire from the podcast. We will drag you on on a somewhat regular basis. Yeah. Who's the hockey player that's like 50 years old that got called into action this weekend who owns a oh, team yeah. in Finland or something? It's like he plays he plays a game every year. I, I'm not a hockey guy, so I forget his name, but he's over 50. His team didn't have enough players to suit up because everybody had COVID or something. So he just he's the owner. He just got on the ice and suited up. So I'll be like that guy. Just 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 uh, tying him up every now and then when I'm needed. All right. All right. Well, we're going to miss you. It's been a wild ride. It's been a wild We're coming on just about four years here. So um, thank you. And I know I think the two crew is going to miss having you on here regularly. Yeah, and I'll miss it. I'm not going to go into the whole thing. People have heard enough of me and my my goodbye tour here for the third or fourth <laughs> yeah, episode, so is, I'll leave it pretty short. Quite the goodbye tour. Um, <laughs> yes, we're gonna. Short. I mentioned earlier, so we're gonna have some people on. I want to open this podcast up to. Uh, we're gonna do some different types of people. We're gonna have some different types of uh, guests. Uh, we'll say co-hosts. I don't want to say necessarily guests. Some different types of uh, co-hosts, but I do want to start incorporating more of the two crew. So if you have an interesting story to tell, um, I know we've kind of batted around with a couple of people out there in the past. Uh, would love to have you on for a little bit to maybe help us out with an episode. So shoot us a DM. We'll, we'll figure something out. So um, let's uh, let's kick off the bell app, Mike. I know that people want me to talk about the Red Sox um, and their lack of signing certain people. I'm not going to do that. I know people want me to talk about the Patriots and how they're back and how they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to do that. Said I'm going to cede my my uh, my time to to Trent. Before we toss it over to Trent, I will take this opportunity to say, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. 
Patriots beat Vegas this weekend. And then they have Cincinnati, then they have Miami, and then they have Buffalo. So they beat Vegas, and then they win two of those next three games. I think Miami's very beatable. They got They have to have a big upset either against Cincinnati or Buffalo, but say they get one massive upset. Now they got some momentum, and they're going into the playoffs with some momentum. This team is, is getting some consistency and figuring some things out on the offensive way from going on a roll. So don't count the Patriots out. In fact, maybe consider putting a bet on them now while the odds are astronomically high. So other than that, Trent, I'll, I'll hand the floor over to you. The, the Bell app is yours for the, for the end here. I, uh, it's hard to believe that Belichick loses to McDaniels, uh, in their, their first matchup at this point. So I'll say that, uh, Mike, just to, to cover the Red Sox for everyone, he didn't want to cover it. I'm speechless. I'm just, um, I, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's hard to root for your favorite team and it mean you're going to change anything, but I, I you know, I'm getting yeah, I know. pissed I'm, off about I'm, things. I'm sorry. They, I'm sorry. They let JBJ walk. I'm sorry. That, that is what I wanted to talk about with JBJ. A second God, time. If JBJ second time is playing walk. outfield for the Red Sox next year, I think I'm done. Like, I think I'm out. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't have JBJ playing for the Red Sox anymore. I'm sorry, Trent. I'm the op. That's the only thing that will bring me back in at this point is to see uh, JBJ in center field next year. People uh, see me, but they just don't know. That's right. Uh, rest peace, Mike Lynch. Uh, Mike Lynch, that's an old stone <laughs> old guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't mean to say that. Rest in peace, Mike. I can't believe I'm laughing. I can't believe I'm laughing this. Yeah, if 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 you know, uh, you know what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> uh man, this is the but worst. Say something uh, else that I come back. To this. Say something like, else that I can come back to this segment. Say something yeah. about the Celtics. Yeah, no, the Celtics they lost a couple, but they're they're looking like they could be the best team in the NBA this year. Uh, rest in peace, Mike Leach. For a second, I thought Mike Gundy. I was getting him confused. Use it to leech. Uh, regardless, leech is, is just like been one of the more entertaining halls uh, if you're for any kind of sports fan. So uh, sad to him go. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, I've, I've had my farewell tour here three or four times now, my semi retirement. Uh, but I do just want to say uh, I love everybody. I've loved being on the pod. Mike can see this this place, this uh, this podcast is going to be doing big things moving forward. I won't be a stranger. So uh, you guys, I'm sure you'll see me, you'll hear me around. Uh, I'll just be stepping back from kind of the, the everyday operations here. But uh, until uh, until next time, um, you guys uh, have a Merry Christmas, everyone. Right. We'll, we'll cover that. Uh, it's been it's been a hell of a run, uh, and I love you guys. Trent, sign us off. I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Michael, hit me with the Josie. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight.
because it was it, it it didn't taste right. It was skunked. I took I took a I cracked one. I was like, oh, this is tastes a little off. And I so I got it rid of it. I cracked another one. Tasted. I was like, this is skunked. And Erin grabbed one and she cracked it. And she's like, I can't taste it. And I was like, it's because you don't have a refined palate for Miller. Sure. And I was like, I can't I can't drink this. I had another case in the basement, but I was like, I just this I can't drink it. I don't know what to tell you. Was this our door dashed? Our it door was. Dashed it was. You should you should put a little tweet or Instagram post at Miller. Uh, you know, it happens. It, but it, you know what you know what it does, Trent. It lets you know that, um, like Miller's like a, a, a fresh Miller is is the best light beer going. Yeah. Because when it's just a little off, I can't tell it. It doesn't work for me.